0: What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of DaVinci Cases. All right, so the way this works is there's a clinical scenario with a board style question at the end of it. Before we jump in and answer the question, we're first going to go through the case, point out the relevant clinical findings, and then go through the relevant anatomy and then use that to answer the question. All right, so we've got a 21-year-old college student, so a young patient here. He steps out onto the road without looking and he gets hit by a car. The car's bumper strikes the lateral aspect of the right knee and it causes him to fall over. So blunt force trauma to the right knee. So in the emergency department, he's conscious and he's hemodynamically stable with minor injuries except for the right knee. So everything's okay except for the right knee, which is not too surprising because that's where the main source of his injury was. So the patient's complaining of severe pain throughout his knee, again, not too surprising. And then he's got significant bruising and swelling. So he's got some bleeding, he's got some inflammation going on, again, not too surprising. So this is the main key finding here. An X-ray of the right knee reveals a right fibular head fracture. And that's not too surprising. The The fibula is on the lateral aspect of the leg, fibular head right there is definitely in a prime position to get nailed by a blunt force trauma to the right side of the knee. So again, the big things are fractures, with knee injuries, meniscus, ligaments, nerve injuries, and then blood vessels. And if you look at the exam, he's otherwise okay. So sure he has a fracture, so he definitely has that. Meniscus, they'd be giving us more so different tests that you do for meniscus. These are often more commonly seen in, in sports injuries as well. Ligaments, he definitely could have a ligament injury, but it's not, again, they're not giving us that information. They're not giving us a full knee exam, so they're not looking for us to focus on that. Nerve injury definitely could be impacted by a fracture. And then if you peek over here at the answer choices, you got hypoactive reflex, numbness, foot drop. Those are all nerve injury symptoms. Blood vessel injury, it doesn't seem too likely. Again, he's hemodynamically stable. And then again, in the exam, they're not giving us You know thready pulses at the posterior tibial artery pulse or the dorsalis pedis pulse they're not giving us any kind of indication that those are decreased and so really the main thing is he's got this right fibular head fracture and then he's got these nerve injuries all right so let's talk about the anatomy of, of the fibula here real quick so this is an anterior view this is the tibia here this is the fibula here this is lateral this is medial again he had a blow to the lateral aspect here And then if we blow up, here's the fibular head right here. We blow this up here and you can see the structure right here. Here's the fibula head right here, and this is attachment site for the biceps femoris muscle, and then the fibular or also known as lateral collateral ligament of the knee. The other thing that's very important for this case particularly is common perineal nerve wraps around. So the common perineal nerve is going to be coming here. So the sciatic nerve bifurcates here in the popliteal fossa, and then the common perineal nerve wraps around posteriorly, and then it comes around anterior like this. And then it bifurcates here and we'll talk about the anatomy about the common perineal nerve in more detail in a second on the next slide but this is really important anytime there's a lateral blow to the lateral aspect of the knee especially on these exams you want to be thinking about common perineal nerve so as we said the common perineal nerve arises from the bifurcation of the sciatic nerve so the sciatic nerve comes down it reaches the popliteal fossa which is the posterior aspect of the knee and it bifurcates into the tibial nerve which travels in the posterior compartment of the leg and innervates those muscles. And then it also bifurcates into the common perineal nerve, which then travels around, like we said, the posterior aspect, and then it wraps around the fibular head here, and then it bifurcates into the superficial perineal nerve, which travels in the lateral compartment of the leg. And then it also branches into the deep, the deep perineal nerve, which travels in the anterior compartment of the leg and innervates those muscles. So here we have the functions. So the deep perineal nerve travels in the anterior compartment here. So it's going to innervate the muscles of the anterior compartment of the leg. These are the muscles that are primarily responsible for dorsiflexion of the ankle and then sensory, it does the dorsal web space between the first and second digits. And we'll show the dermatomes on the next slide. So you can get a picture of that superficial perineal nerve. So that's traveling here in the lateral aspect in the lateral compartment of the leg motor it innervates these two muscles in the lateral compartment peroneus longus and brevis these muscles are mainly responsible for eversion of the ankle and then they also do a little bit of plantar flexion as well but they're not the primary muscles for plantar flexion it's more of a sensory nerve so it does the sensation on this of the skin on the lateral side of the leg and then the dorsal surface of the foot so A very large dermatome area there and one thing i want to point out here is so if again we'll draw the common perineal nerve here splits into the superficial perineal nerve which goes into the lateral compartment deep perineal nerve which goes into the anterior compartment of the leg and so what you want to think about with these injuries is is if you have a solo injury here to the deep perineal nerve you're going to have more symptoms resulting from, you know, decreased dorsiflexion, numbness at this web space between the first and second digits, but then your superficial perineal nerve will be preserved. And so these functions will be preserved on the flip side here. If superficial perineal nerve is injured, you'll have weakness of eversion of the ankle, and then you'll have some numbness here, but these functions in the anterior compartment will be okay. Now, if you have a a common perineal nerve injury, that's going to affect both of these nerves because they're branching from the common perineal nerve so you're gonna have all of these symptoms so real quick we'll look at the dermatomes here superficial perineal nerve affects the skin on the lateral side of the leg and the dorsal surface of the foot so here's superficial perineal nerve in yellow here so it You can see the lateral aspect. It comes down here and does the dorsal aspect here. And then on the posterior, this is an anterior view. This is a posterior view. Superficial perineal nerve here, it wraps around and does kind of this posterior lateral aspect as well. The other thing here is that web space between the first and second digit for the deep perineal nerve. So if we come back to the question here, again, common perineal nerve comes in like this, splits into superficial perineal nerve, deep perineal nerve, and so you have an injury here where you've lost the anterior compartment here. And then that sensation, in the first and second dorsal web space, and then the superficial perineal nerve, you've lost eversion and then lateral aspect of the numbness over the lateral aspect of the legs. So what this question's really getting at is, is what, if you had a common perineal nerve injury, which of the following would you find on exam? So hypoactive patellar reflex, that isn't likely because that's going to be more so an L4 spinal nerve. For common perineal nerve, it doesn't impact the reflexes really at all. For spine injuries, you're more going to see that sciatica where you have pain radiating from the back down the leg, and you just don't see that with this patient. It also doesn't really indicate, the stem doesn't really indicate any injury to the back. You know, he wasn't hit in the back. He didn't fall on his back, anything like that. Um, So again, it's not seen, this is more with disc herniation, spinal stenosis, pathology like that. Numbness over the lateral aspect of the leg, definitely could be superficial perineal nerve hypoactive Achilles reflex again not likely The common perineal nerve isn't really involved in reflexes and that more corresponds to the s1 spinal nerve and again for the same reasons it's it doesn't seem likely that it's a spine injury here now foot drop can be deep perineal nerve because that's essentially loss of dorsiflexion and so that's either deep perineal nerve or the s1 spinal nerve and again this just doesn't seem likely to be given the other the history and the, and the exam findings, it doesn't seem to be an S1 spinal nerve injury. It seems more of a common perineal. Now it's not just deep perineal nerve because you have this injury at the, at the right fibular head, you have a fracture there. And so it's more likely that the common perineal nerve was impacted. And so what's more likely is that you're going to have both of these symptoms numbness over the lateral aspect of the leg and then foot drop. And so that's going to be. Answer choice F B and D. So again, the big things to take away here is. Blunt trauma to the lateral aspect of the right knee here. So anytime you have trauma to the lateral aspect of the knee, you definitely want to be thinking about a common perineal nerve injury. And then obviously, you know, the x-ray here shows a right fibular head fracture, which again, definitely you want to be suspicious for impacting that common perineal nerve. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you check back every Wednesday for new Da Vinci cases. And then to see the corresponding video for this audio, check out our website at dviacademy.com, where you can also find PDF notes for this audio as well. Also on our site, you can find our book and video packages for anatomy and biochemistry. You can also follow us on Instagram for weekly posts and video. And then lastly, if you have any questions about the content of this video or about DaVinci Academy, put them in the comments and our team will be sure to answer them. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.